Hey. Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan farmers are facing a 4.1% hike in grain freight rates on August 1st. The Canadian Transportation Agency says the increase is due to higher railway labour and fuel costs. Bill Gale of Regina is the chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. He hopes the higher rates result in good grain movement. Well, I, I guess it shows, you know, that the, the railroads are, are never ceasing in, in their abilities uh, to extract money from farmers. Um, and certainly, I, I guess, you know, they do work close with the transportation agency on this. And they've got a fair few bean counters in to, to make sure that things get done to uh, to best, you know, their business. So, yeah, it's, it's what happens with the inflation. But I guess really as a farmer, we're really at the behest of the CTA to make sure that they're checking the numbers properly and that they're going to cover farmers' best interests. So that's really all that I have to say on that, Jim. Is it fair to say you sound disappointed? Well, I mean, we're going into a lower value time on on commodities here. So whenever we see an increase, uh, it certainly hurts our, our bottom line. So, you know, we do need to make sure that the railways are working efficiently and all of that stuff. And farmers have been a part of that. And certainly Sasquatch has with our CTA submissions. And, you know, railroads are, are extremely important to the exports of not just grain, but many commodities in, in Canada. So, you know, we need to make sure that they're functioning at 100% capacity. You know, when we see people getting laid off, that's never good. But uh, the railroads have been, you know, when you follow the numbers at the, the amount of grain that's moving through through the West Coast, which is by far and away the most important port for us, that their numbers are going up. So that that's a, that's a good thing to see. So uh, we need to, when you have a system in Canada such as we have, that we have to turn it over multiple times a year. The port capacity out there, that transportation is, is really, really important to us. So we can't afford to have any hiccups. So let's hope that this helps with that. The Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission has made a submission to the Grain Commission what to do with their $100 million surplus. What was the key points of your submission? Well, I, I think what's really important with this, Jim, is is that, that this is farmers' money that has been collected. I mean, this is taken off at the ports. And I think really what's paramount is that the Canadian Grain Commission works in the interests of farmers. That's what the Act says, and that that's what we have to have them do. And sadly, I'm not sure that that's what's happened over the last number of years. It seems that they've worked in the interests of, of the industry uh, and to exporters, and I think those days have to stop, and that that money that's, that is in there gets put to the best use possible, and that would be in the best interests of farmers. So that's, I think, what's important. They're talking about cutting the rate there, which is which is good, but we really need to make sure we, we do have customers that are complaining about the consistency of Canadian grain shipments, and uh, I think we have to make sure that the Grain Commission has a role to fill there, that that, that doesn't happen because we can't have it hitting or hurting, you know, our the Canadian brand that we built up over the years. So uh, we need to make sure that they do act uh, in the best interest of farmers. The Green Commission has talked about reduced fees August 1st. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's a good thing. You know, I, you know I, 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 I'm not exactly sure how they came to those numbers. I think that's maybe a little suspect. Uh, all commodities are looking at maximizing 
and increasing the amount that, that goes forward. I think we do have a little bit of an issue of how they actually came up with those numbers. But having said that, it's good to see that they've adjusted it and adjusted it down. But again, I think what's very important here is that the Grain Commission work in the interests of farmers. And you farm north of Regina, how's seeding looking? Well, it just kind of nicely started in this area north of Regina, probably towards the end of last week. So it was just getting to, you know, everybody was just generally getting going. So uh, we had a little bit of moisture overnight here, so I think everything's a bit of a standstill. But I think everybody's got their equipment kind of dialed in now, and and as soon as the weather breaks here, it will be pretty much full tilt. Bill Gale of Regina is chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. A public interest group in Saskatchewan is raising concern about the Saskatchewan government's plan to get out of running community pastures. Trevor Harriet with Public Pastures Public Interest says the privatization of native grassland could lead to habitat erosion and poor management. As a province, uh, a way of you know having an infrastructure that uses cattle for yeah for livestock production, of course, but also as a tool for managing large pieces of you know what's ultimately one of the most endangered uh, landscapes in Canada, native prairie, and you have to graze it to keep it healthy. Light moderate grazing is important. And uh, if you if you have that in government hands, where there's a, an infrastructure in place, you at least have the potential to use it for managing the land uh, for things like carbon sequestration, climate change adaptation in the future. You know, as an experimental area, a research area, as a model for producers all around you. So it's not just babysitting cattle, which is unfortunately, I think, the way the Ministry of Agriculture has been looking at it. So we're concerned. That if if you take you know this 780,000 acres of native grassland and add it to all the 1.8 million acres of the the federal pasture system, and then you privatize all the management of that, sure, some of it in some areas where the cattle producers have a really strong tradition of stewardship, they'll be okay, perhaps as long as they're still holding on to it for this generation. Who knows what's in the future? But in some areas, you know, with mixed farmers, they're not really it's not really their strong hand. Um, and so the quality of management could over time decline if we, if we don't have some kind of government support system and a layer of conservation management on top of the cattle production. Because we, we see this land as being not just about cattle production, not merely agricultural, but having a whole array of public uh, goods that they are serving. The Saskatchewan government has launched a consultation process on the future of community pastures, which wraps up today. Livestock groups are hoping for a smooth transition in control to local producer groups for pasture management. A University of Regina researcher is conducting a three-year study to determine if dugouts are net carbon collectors. Carrie Finley wants to know if the largely alkaline soil and higher alkaline dugout water combine to pull in carbon. The algae, like any other plant, is going to pull up CO2 and it's going to pull it into the water. And then when that dies, it just settles into the bottom of the lake and it accumulates in the sediments. And it's a nice long-term storage of carbon. The research team is looking for a variety of dugouts to sample. The land use, whether cows are using it or whether it's just, just pasture land or if it's just uh, you know not being used at all, whether it's been dredged, the age of the dugout, so many things are going to change things quite a bit in terms of what they're doing with carbon. And so we really want to get a good distribution across the province. So wherever there's a dugout, we're interested in, in going and checking it out. Finley is looking to take samples in August from 100 dugouts across the province for a three-year study. Next year, 20 of those sites will be sampled once a month through the summer. 
An interactive website will track the project. Eventually, once we start to get the data sorted out, what we're hoping to do is to be able to get an interactive aspect to it where uh, producers could put in information about their dugout, like the age of it, the size of it, you know, whether they bluestone it. Um, we think that's going to be important as well. And that might be able to spit out a, a rough estimate of whether they are actually pulling in carbon. We also think that these might actually be producing methane, in which case it's not going to work very well with carbon sinks, but uh, this is exactly what we're trying to figure out with this project. Carrie Finley is an assistant professor in the biology department at the University of Regina. She can be reached at 306-585-4236. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell $2 at 509.30. Oats rose 291 at 178.56. Number one red spring wheat dropped $2.01 at 239.38. The rest were unchanged. Durham 269.29. Feed barley 125.03. Flax 453.96. Yellow peas $331. Feed wheat 239.38. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was down four and a half cents at 5.49 and three quarter cents. The Livestock Report on the Source 620 CKRM. And now the latest Livestock Report. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards on a uh, week that was extraordinary in the cattle industry. In our Tuesday regular sale, we had 900 head of cattle, and that is rare for this time of year. The run really should be slowing up. Um, Good markets, cattle coming out of the woodworks. In the cow market on Tuesday, we averaged a dollar ten on every kill cow sold through the sale. Some of the really super cows getting up into the low twenties per pound, average a dollar ten straight through. The bull market uh, as high as one thirty nine fifty. They average a dollar twenty four on the cattle that sold. One customer sold three hundred head of seven hundred and forty pound. Uh, yearling heifers, black heifers, they dollar out at $1,475 per calf. Uh, certainly that would be the highest that it's been in quite some time. Then on the Thursday DLMS direct sale, we sell a load of two-year-old heifers, rising twos, at uh, 950 pounds. They bring $1.70. Certainly that's higher than where we have been as well. Then on the future market Thursday, Friday, of course, it goes down the limit, so we're all worried. But look, guess what? This morning, the future markets are back up again, sharp and steady. That's the way it is in cattle country, heartland swift current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 158 to 160 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling in a range of 159 to 161 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, May 5th are SIG 3, 151.54, SIG 4, 152.35, SIG 5, 151.95, Cash, 150.45, Britco, 137.31, Thunder Creek, 142.41, and High Life, 152.90. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $1.08 per CKG, and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. Friday's Canadian dollar was up slightly with the daily exchange rate at 1.3712. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7290 cents U.S.
U.S. cash markets increased about 12% of their value last week. U.S. pork export sales in March showed volume increases of 15% compared to March 2016, while U.S. plants were only slaughtering 2% more hogs than year-ago levels. Coming up, the farm